Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for another Sunday morning service right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Whether you've been joining us for a long time or maybe this is your first time here, we just want to greet you and tell you how much we love you and we appreciate you for joining in, to, uh, joining in with us for today's broadcast. We're going to have a wonderful time in Jesus. All right, as you know, uh, last week or the week before, and we thank God for Pastor Nelson. He was here with us uh, last Sunday morning, bringing forth a, a very powerful word of God. If you didn't hear it, go back to the archive and listen to it. It's going to bless you. Go to kingdomrock.org and you'll, and you'll hear that. But uh, the, the prior series that we were just in was entitled uh, The Divine Protection Plan, The Divine Protection Plan 13 parts, 13 parts of that series. If you haven't heard it, it's still in our archive and it's still available for you at kingdomrock.org. Today, 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 we're going to start a new series and I'm very excited about it. It's entitled Rise of the Sons of God, the Rise of the Sons of God. So today would be part number one of that series. And I cannot wait to just flow through this and and get into this series with you. And as always, let's start off uh, today's word with a prayer. You ready? Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much in the mighty name of Jesus for this moment. We give you praise today. We give you all the adoration and all the exhortation. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth. Show us things to come. We do welcome your presence and we love you so much. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, we're also going to start the series off with the blowing of the shofar. Praise God. So get ready. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. I pray that you are blessed by the blowing of the shofar. I'm telling you, there's no other sound like it. All right, let's go ahead and get into the word of the day. This series comes with a confession, and we're going to say this every single week. We may tweak it here and there as we go, or it may be changed altogether. But today, this is our confession. And if you would, you can take a screenshot of these confessions or write them down, pause this, pause this and uh, write them down and review them for, throughout the rest of the week. And I'm telling you, as you just confess the word of God of your life, your life will continue to be changed more and more and more, and you'll become more and more like Christ. All right, so let's say these enthusiastically. Let's say them slowly. Let's say them with some power, okay? Let's do it. I am a born-again believer. I choose to be a disciple, a devoted follower of Christ. Therefore, I live in his power and authority. I choose to walk in with and through the Holy Spirit to manifest Father's purposes and plans in the earth. I am covered by the blood of Jesus, surrounded by holy angels, and the atmosphere of heaven fills every space I occupy. I am a son of God. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Feel like we can do that again. Well, you can do that again. You can do it every single day and make this your confession. Amen. All right, let's go ahead. First of all, let me define for you uh, what the term sons of God means. 
And of course, as we continue on in the series, we'll be adding to some things and tweaking some things as we go through. But here's the basic meaning of the sons of God. Now, we know that in the Old Testament, the term sons of God referred to uh, fallen angels. So you find that there in the book of Genesis. We're not talking about that. Sons of God in the New Testament takes on a completely new revelation and meaning. All right. Not only did Jesus identify himself as, of course, he is the son of God with power. He is the son of God. But as born again believers, God has called us to emulate, imitate Jesus, to be like him, to be like him in all facets of life. And so we'll see that as we go on down. But let me give you this this definition. Sons of God, sons of God are those who have accepted the power, right, privilege to become like Christ. They are led by the Holy Spirit and are fully matured believers who walk in the fullness of Christ. So we're going to see that as we go on through the entire series. Now, sons of God is a title. It's a title that distinguishes uh, the matured believers from the immature believers. You're going to see this. Sons of God does not denote gender. So for my sisters that are watching now, he's not calling you a man. No, sons of God is a title. Again, that distinguishes the matured believer from the immature believer. And you're going to find that all throughout scripture. And we'll see a lot of that today. Now, again, this is not about gender. Sons of God is a title. So we know that the Lord Jesus or the Bible says that uh, the church some of the church, and we'll find this, is actually the bride of Christ. He calls the bride of Christ. So I'm not offended that Jesus calls me a bride. So you, my sisters, don't be offended that God calls you a son. Amen. All right. These are titles. These are titles. All right. So again, sons of God, the title sons of God distinguishes the matured believer from the immature believer. And we're going to find that further as we go on down uh, in the whole series. Now let's jump into some scripture. So let's start off in the book of John, the first chapter, John one, and let's read verses 10 through 13. This is so exciting. I could kick my leg out and I think I will. You go ahead to, uh, 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 no, we're not going to do the can can dance, but I'm telling you, this is so exciting. And I am so excited to be here with you today in this series. Oh, give yourself a big hug for me. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you'll find out why I'm so excited about this as we go on. All right. John one, uh, verse 10 through 13. And this is how it reads. It says, he was in the world, talking about Jesus, of course. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of rather, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 
So we have some words that we're going to have to uh, define to really bring this into focus. So the Lord says here, to those who have received him and believed him, it is to those that God has said he gives you the right or the power to become sons of God. So let's look at some words here. Let's look at the word received and power. The word received in the Greek means to take, lay hold of, to take up a thing to be carried. All right. Let's look at the word power. Power means authority, right, leave or permission, power of choice, liberty of doing as one pleases. So the Lord says here, as many as received him. And at the end of the verse, in verse number um, 12, it says, even to those that believe on his name. So these are two qualifiers. One, you must believe, <clears throat> excuse me, believe on Jesus and or rather you must receive him and you must believe on him. Doing that, actually believing and receiving in Jesus makes you born again. You are born of God. Once you believe in him and receive him, you become a child of God. And we're going to look at that today. You become a child of God. You become born again. The receiving of Christ, you taking him in, you believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. You receive him as your Lord and, and as your savior. You receive him as the lamb of God who has come to take away your sins. You receive him and you believe on his uh, death, burial, and resurrection, his work of atonement. You believe that he makes you righteous before the father. You believe that there is no, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You're not going to be condemned. Hallelujah. You have believed him and you have received him. Well, that makes you born of God. Hallelujah. Just right there. But you find something particular here. It says to as many as received him to or as many as received him to them gave he power. Now, the word power again means right. It means leave or permission. I love that. Uh, let's use that. Use the definition permission. And it also means power of choice. OK, so he's talking to a group of people within a group of people. All right. So let's say that we have a whole slew of people here and they all believed and they all have received Jesus. God said to them, I give a choice to them. I give right to them. I give permission, permission to, to do what permission to become. Oh, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? I'm getting excited here. To them, he will give permission. He gives permission. He says, he says, in essence, all right, you're all my children now. How many of you want to step up? How many of you want to step up and become mature? How many of you want to be like Jesus? How many of you wants to walk in my power and, and authority? How many of you want to become mature? Got it? All right, so we're going to look further. Let's, let's, let's define some more. So let's look at the word become and believe now. The word become means to come into existence 
uh, begin to be, receive being. So I love that, to come into existence. Again, if we go back to the verse, it says to many, uh, let's look at it again. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. Become meaning to come into existence. Meaning at that point, it did not exist. Your sonship, uh, being a son of God, receiving that title, did not exist for you until you took that right, you made that choice, you received the Father's permission, and you stepped up, and you stepped up. He says to you, to you that have received Christ Jesus, to you that have believed Christ Jesus, it is to you I'm giving the power to choose. It is to you that I'm giving permission to step up and become, to exist as this. You got it? Now, the word believe simply means, uh, of course, we can say it means to have faith or in trust, to have faith or in trust. You have entrusted yourself to the Lord. You have given yourself over to him. All right. You have entrusted him. Now, the word sons, we can look at this too. The word sons does mean uh, offspring or children. So we could say in the verse, we could say, as we go back to verse 12, once again, we could say, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the children of God. So we could also say that, but there is a reason why we're keeping the definition of sons here, sons of God. Remember, sons of God talks about the mature. It distinguishes the matured believer those that have stepped up from the immature believer, those that have not chosen to step up and become what God has destined for us to be. God gives us choice. So we are all children of God, but not all children are sons of God. Got it? Let me say that again. We are all children of God through birth. We were begotten by the Spirit God is our father, and because he is your father, you are his child. We're all children of God, but not all are sons of God. All right, we're going to continue to, uh, to really just dig that in, and I want to show you this. Now, being born again happens, in an, happens at an instant, in a moment. But becoming a son of God is a process. It's a process. It's a process of self-sacrifice or rather giving, I don't want to say self-sacrifice, but it's a process of giving of yourself to the Lord. Yeah, we can say that um, Romans 12, the Lord says that as you, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. See, even in that verse, Romans 12 and one, uh, verse one and two, is talking about stepping up. He's saying, I beg you guys, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Why, why is he doing that? Because not all the children want to step up to become. So there's a lot, and we can find this in scripture, there, there's a, there are a whole lot of places where the Holy Spirit, uh, through the Bible writers, where, where he is urging the children of God, urging the people of God to step up 
and become. Because there's more to being a Christian, there's more to being saved than just coming to church. And nowadays, you can't really do that. There's more to being saved than saying, hallelujah, I'm blessed and, and highly favored of the Lord. There's more, there's more to this than just what I call it now, old church. I come every week, I sit in the same spot. But I, you know, I wear these certain clothes. I don't do this and, and I don't do that. There's more to this. There is another realm altogether that is available to you as a born again believer. But we have to choose it. Remember, the father gives us the right. He gives us uh, the power to choose. He gives us the power to choose uh, for us to become sons of God, fully mature believers who are walking in the power and presence of his spirit. But that choice is yours. You've made the choice to be a born again believer. Hallelujah to the lamb of God. Hallelujah. You got your fire insurance. You're not going to hell. You can rejoice about that. Hallelujah. But now you have the choice to become more. If you choose to, God wants to show you your father, our Father wants to show you a completely different world, a completely different reality. There are supernatural experiences that he wants you to have. There are, there are so many ways that his spirit uh, wants to use you in the earth. We can even say it this way as well, that uh, within the halls of the church, we would say that there are two types of people, those who grieve the Holy Spirit, who are actively grieving the Holy Spirit, and those whom the Spirit is using, is going through, is really, really using. Those that are grieving him and those who are not grieving him. One definition we can say for the word grieving is uh, those who are suppressing the Spirit, suppressing the Spirit. And, and then there are those who are actively allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. You know, which one are you? You have to make that decision. These things are not automatic, okay? So uh, as we talk about, again, John 1, uh, this verse, John 1, 12, this verse, uh, this verse indicates that not all believers, again, are sons of God. However, we all have the right to become sons of God if we choose, if we choose, we're all born, born again as newborn babes. Let's talk about that for a moment. In first Peter, the second chapter, first Peter two, verse two, we're going to look at this out of the Amplified Bible. I love the way it reads here. First Peter two, two of Amplified says like newborn babes, you should long for the pure milk of the word so that by it, you may be nourished and grow in respect of salvation, its ultimate fulfillment. Do you see that? He says, as newborn babes, we start off as newborn babes and we should be desiring milk. Why? So that we can grow up. Grow up. We get the milk. We get the word. You're taught week after week so that you can grow up so that you can grow up. It's, it's an awful thing that if you, if we were going to some type of nursery and 
this child has been in this nursery now for 10 years and you come back and the child is still in diapers in the crib. Same size, same everything. You would say something is very wrong. But by the same token, we can go to church. We can hear messages uh, week after week, week after week, and no growth occurs. <clears throat> you have to desire the sincere milk of the word. Take that in to the intent that you grow. Remember, you are taught to teach. You are fed to feed. You have been comforted to give comfort to others. It is our goal to be like Christ, not being a church attender. There's nothing wrong with attending church. There's nothing wrong with watching uh, great programming on YouTube or Roku or hearing podcasts. There's nothing wrong with that. But there should be a measure of growth inside of you moving in the direction of being fully yielded to the spirit of God, being a fully devoted follower of Jesus. Now, we thank God. Hallelujah. I thank God for uh, I would call them superstar preachers. There's nothing wrong. God bless them. I'm not talking about anybody. Thank God. But I'm talking about that not only they will carry the power and presence of God. That's not God's will. It's not God's will that we all sit back and we say, ooh, great, look and see, look and see what, what he did. Oh, look, look what she did. Oh, look, look how God is using them. It's not God's will that we just sit back and admire others. God wants his power and presence to be revealed through you on a daily basis, because there are people around you that need to experience the love of God, that need to experience the peace of God, that need to experience it. They need a lifeline. They need him. And if you would allow him to, if you would step up, he would use you in unusual ways. Sometimes you won't even know that he's doing it, but he'll do that through a life that is completely yielded to his presence. Hallelujah. Let's run after him. Let's run after him. Let's go a little bit further. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, as we begin to um, wind down today. Praise God. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Let's look at verse 14 and 15. And this will help bring out the point even further to you. It says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay or rather whereby they lie uh, in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, come on, help me read it, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. All right. So he's saying again, we need to mature, grow up into Christ. There are some big shoes that we need to feel. And so as you have your daily prayer time with God and your daily scripture reading, as you spend that time with him. Now, I don't want us to be and my God. Help me. I don't want us to be at the point where we make things uber religious where we say, if I don't pray at this time, if I don't study at, at this time, then God doesn't like me or, or he won't hear me. No, he's still with you. He proved how much he loves you. He proved how much he loves you by giving his only begotten son. 
Hallelujah. By giving Jesus Christ our example, our standard, glory. So he's already proved to you how much he loves you. And you missing a prayer time in a Bible study time or missing a, missing a service does not make him love you less. No. But we have to ask the Spirit. And here's one thing. Here's one thing that I really want to pray with you today uh, before we close out just a little bit. I know we live busy lives. Oh, boy, my God, we are so busy running to and fro. We have so many things on our minds, so many things to do. And it is easy in this life for us as born again believers to schedule life and then or schedule work, schedule opportunities, and then sprinkle in a little bit of Jesus on it. You know, where Jesus is not the priority, but maybe doing his work is the priority. And don't you know that that really ends a lot of couples up in divorce court? Where the husband says, don't you know, woman, I work all the I work all week for you. I put in uh, 80 hours a week for you. I bought you this nice, pretty house. You're living in that car and that meat coat you got on. I provided that. But she says, honey, you never spent time with me. You never got to know me. And, and I don't want us to get into that place where we're doing all this stuff for the Lord, but we never spend time with him. Never spend time with him. Our heart should yearn for and crave for him. We should desire the sincere milk of the word. We should desire the meat of, of the word as we, as we grow older and mature. We should desire to spend that time with him in prayer. We should desire um, to get in his word and to learn of him. We should have a desire for that. And many times in this world today, that, now that desire for a newborn babe that desire for us is natural because you were created to house the presence of the Holy Spirit. You were created for the fullness of God to dwell in you. You were created to that. You were, you were created to hear his voice. You were created to operate, uh, operate in the spirit, to operate with him, to move in the spirit, to walk in the spirit. That's not something that you should really strive to attain because we were created to do that. Just like a car. It was created to drive. It's what it does. Being filled with the spirit, being walking, walking in the spirit, uh, manifesting God's power and presence. You were created to do it. But all this other stuff comes in and chokes the word of God, making us ineffective chokes the word and we become unfruitful. So it is, if I had to give you a homework assignment this week, I want you to begin to pray. First of all, not to begin to condemn yourself. Oh, I haven't prayed. Oh, I haven't studied. Uh, I got a t-shirt on that. I have a t-shirt, not, not literally, you understand, but I have been guilty of that condemning myself because I haven't done this or I haven't done that. No, that's not what the father wants from you. If you say, well, I would like to do it, but I, I really don't have a desire for it. Remember, you were created for it. So that desire is there. It's just pushed down. So your first assignment would be, Father, increase my desire for you. Increase my desire for your word. Increase my desire. I want to desire your presence. I want to desire your spirit. I want to walk in your spirit. You know, it starts with an honest conversation saying, Father, I repent. I have allowed all this stuff 
to be in my life and I have put you at the back burner. I have scheduled all of this, but I have not scheduled you. And Father, forgive me for trying to schedule you because you are my life. You are my life. You are my love. And just, just repent and Holy Spirit, forgive us for grieving you, for not allowing you to have the full expression in our lives. Just we pray that you would forgive us and cleanse us and wash us and restore us to a proper love relationship with you that we may do what you've called us to do and be who you've called us to be. Does that make sense? So we're going to end this series. That's what we're going to talk about. Rising, the rising of the sons of God. Because there are those of you that are listening right now who would say, you know what? It's time for me to rise. But your rising won't be by your own power. Remember, to those, God gives the choice, the power to choose to become the sons of God. To start this path, all you have to do is say, yes, yes, I receive that privilege. Yes, I receive that right to become more mature in you. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church or how long you've known the Lord. You have to make that choice. And if you have made that choice before, I pray that God give you a fresh fire in this series, a fresh fire that he would reignite your fire and your passion for him. Because a passionless Christian actually is not normal. A child that does not desire to eat is not normal. You say, there's something wrong here. You should get hungry sometime. Son, sometime. Daughter, there should be a desire for the presence of the Lord, a desire for Jesus. And if there is not a desire, if you can be honest and say, well, there's an, I don't have the strong desire like I used to. If you can be honest in saying that, well, then here again, that's actually a work of the spirit. He actually has to show you that because we can be so busy running, 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 running that you don't even notice how far you have slipped away. Right. So let's start with that prayer. Let's start with that desire. Hallelujah. Let's go in just a tiny bit further today. Then we'll close out. All right. If becoming a son of God was automatic due to conversion, then the Lord would not have said, I give you right to become. <laughs> I mean, it's just really funny. What parent would say to their child, to their newborn baby? I mean, you're in the hospital and you just had the child. What parent would say, hmm, now I give you the right to become my child. No, no. Again, sons of God has to do with it's a, it's a distinguishing mark from those that are mature, from those that are immature. We're all children of God. You already have that title. You are a child of God. But not all of us are sons of God. I pray we've made that clear today. So the scripture continues to urge us to be sons, urge us to be more, urge us to be more. And I think that that's what we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll close it out here today with prayer. And we'll talk next time about how the Father urges us over and over. And it's in the scripture over and over again, how the Father urges us to become more, to be more, to be more, to be more. And I am convinced that many of the problems that we have in life now 
are because of our immaturity. Now, there, of course, there are some trials and and there are struggles that we will go through. That's just a part of life. That's just a part of the journey. But I am convinced that some of those last a lot longer than they should because we are resistant of that growth process. We are resisting the spirit and not yielding completely to him. So today, let's pray. We're going to pray and really just welcome the spirit of God uh, in our hearts. And I just want to encourage you that even after this is over, go back and listen again and, and make sure you write down that confession and continue to confess that over your life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus for, for everything. And Lord, we do repent of our slowfulness. We do repent of grieving your spirit. We do repent, Father, for allowing ourselves to stay babes and really allowing in all the world and the cares of this life. We allowed it all to come in and really just choke the word, choke our relationship. Father, you said in your word that if we would come before you and if we would confess our sins, that you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we make this confession now. We confess that we've missed the mark, that we've fallen short. And we ask you, Father, to restore us to proper uh, fellowship with you. We ask you to restore us and ignite a fresh fire in our hearts that can never be, never be put out. This morning, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask you to have your way in us. Revive our hunger, revive our thirst for your word, our thirst for your presence. Revive our love for you. Use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, praise God. Well, that wraps up the first part of this series. I, I, I have a good feeling about this, and I think we're going to do very well. We're going to continue to pray, and I, I need you to pray with me throughout the week, throughout the week. So we want to be back here on next week. And uh, so if you would pray with me that the Lord will have his way in me and have his way in you, in us, so that we may get the fullness of what he's saying. All right, don't forget that you can go to my website at kingdomrock.org and you can hear this message and the rest of the series as it becomes available. And there are also so many other things there that you can receive as well. Sign up for the podcast, the free podcast, and just a whole lot of stuff. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you. And so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you next time.